This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. And uh, Brandon, uh, week four is nearly in the books here at tape time here on this Monday as we have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Chargers there at maybe a partisan silver and black crowd there at SoFi Stadium. But uh, among the other games that have already been played, what is your biggest takeaway from week number four? Is it that Sam Darnold's the best RPO quarterback in the NFL? Well, you can certainly make a case for that <laughs> based on four games. Um, you could also, I mean, you could talk a lot about New York quarterbacks old and new with Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. But honestly, the thing that I'm just like struggling with is – Alvin Kamara in the passing game, zero targets. He was not targeted. He's getting a ton of carries, but what in Sam Hill is going on? What in Taysom Hill, whatever Hill is going on in that New Orleans offense where you're not targeting Alvin Kamara and he's like, he's on pace for half of what he normally gets. He's on pace for like 42 catches right now. Um, So I got to think you get a home loss against the giants. You didn't throw to Alvin Kamara. Is it like, uh, a light bulb that oh yeah maybe we should use this guy in the passing game going forward we get you got to hope on that but I don't like the way the trend's going with Kamara in the passing game yeah that one is odd it uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me uh in any way shape or form I mean, um, consistently he's been what 80 81 82 83 receptions yeah. every single year and and Sean Payton's like oh no we're just gonna abandon that our best player <laughs> we don't want to give him the ball anymore <laughs> uh but you know now that Marquez Callaway is is hurt like they got nothing left they have nothing left to throw to. So just line up Alvin Kamara outside and let him go to work. And maybe that will change uh, here in short order. Yeah, that one is puzzling, to say the least. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that Javante Williams is gosh darn special. And I absolutely love Juggernaut Javante. And, you know, he had this incredible tackle-dragging run against the Baltimore Ravens, and he now has the second most missed tackles for us of any running back in the NFL. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. You know, some people have said to me on social media, well, Brad, you were talking up Javante Williams. Uh, you were all, you know, about him having this explosive season, but, you know, Melvin Gordon's there, and, you know, he is uh, a thorn in the side, but they apparently didn't listen to me very closely because I said second half of the season, I said he was going to be this year's Jonathan Taylor, one of those guys who would eventually seize the reins and not relinquish them down the home stretch, and I think we're getting closer to that tipping point moment, Brandon. I mean, the kid's got the goods. He is as advertised, and the Broncos' offensive line has been getting some good push, though, with Teddy Bridgewater now out or likely to be out this week and hopefully not much longer. You get the doo-doo Drew Locke experience. So good luck, kid. Yeah, but he, he, I like the Jonathan Taylor comparison because – Man, I was just looking ahead at his schedule down the stretch, and there's like a Cincinnati, Detroit, um, Las Vegas. Like, there's there's some matchups you can get excited about uh, down the stretch. Although Cincinnati, I guess, got to pump the brakes on, on on you know casting them in the light of the last few years. Yeah, I, again, second half of the season, Javante Williams got to blast off to the damn moon. Buy low now and hopefully reap the benefit there in the end. Speaking of buying, we got to talk about some potential waiver wire options you could acquire with some fab cash. Let's get to it with our fantasy five. 
number five. All right, Brandon, let's talk about a couple of quarterbacks here. Uh, we've got Sam Darnold. We've got Trey Lance. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo at tape time, he is expecting to miss a couple of weeks per his words, nothing official from medical experts or anybody with the team. So that's TBD. What we do know about Sam Darnold is uh, he likes to call his own number because he's got uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. That's as high as I can count in Spanish. Five touchdowns on the ground, five touchdowns in the air, and he's QB5 in overall fantasy scoring. If you had your pick of the litter between the two and you're willing to shell out, I don't know, 5 to $10 to try to upgrade your quarterback position, who are you spending your cash on, Darnold or Trey Lance? Uh, slamming Sammy for sure. Uh yeah, Trey Lance, look, he's raw. It's rough. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is back as soon as he's ready to go. And I, I would rather you know employ the services of Sam Darnold. Trey Lance, I think, is going to be exposed very badly against Arizona this week on the road in Arizona. It's going to be a confidence-shaking uh, experience for Trey Lance in my mind. He's just not ready uh, to be a, a week-in, a week-out quarterback, and I think it's going to be obvious when he plays Arizona. Again, he can play ugly, and we, and he played ugly against Seattle, but he had the 41 rushing yards in two quarters of play, which speaks to his upside as a rusher. He's got a big arm, and you know he's going to make those big plays like we saw Trent Sherfield in the in the preseason and then in the Maybe we should be season. picking up Trent Sherfield because those guys yeah. are attached to the hip. <laughs> exactly. But you know the the throw to Debo who was like 25 yards wide open oh, wide was open. a wounded duck that Debo had to stop and wait for and most of his passes were wounded ducks. So I you can you can weigh in on yourself but definitely Sam Arnold for me. Oh, I'd say I'm close at Sam Darnold. Uh, no yeah. doubt. Uh, you know, look, I understand the underlying numbers are rather unimpressive for Darnold. QB 21 adjust completion percentage, QB 22 and a dot at 7.9. Uh, but again, he's thrown for at least 279 yards in every game. Joe Brady is not going to take his foot off the gas. You got DJ Moore. Uh, they're going to get Robbie Anderson a little bit more involved. And you saw that last week uh, against Dallas. So it didn't really show up in the box score. Uh, you got to get Christian McCaffrey back eventually. And the schedule of the next four games, Philly, Minnesota, the Giants, and Atlanta. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> and I'm with you on Lance. Yeah, it's odd because he was just throwing darts in the preseason. Everybody's like, oh, God, this guy, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. It's all happening, but very rough around the edges. And, you know, I wrote a column of the Fantasy Five uh, pickups for Bally Sports. I was debating who should I feature. And at quarterback, and I'm like, I'm not going to feature Lance. I'll put him as like a bonus pickup. But it's Darnold because they're about the same roster percentage right now in Yahoo League. So uh, go prowling for the Panther. Not so much for the pride of North Dakota State. Number four. All right, Brandon, let's work in a tight end discussion. Uh, I put Dalton Schultz on this list, but you could throw in Max Williams, who found the end zone again. You could throw in Dawson Knox, who is now the leader among all tight ends and red zone targets, and he's getting like a touchdown, seems like, every single damn week. He's got nine looks from Josh Allen inside the 20 this season. Out of those three tight ends, Max Williams of Arizona, Dalton Schultz of Dallas, and Dawson Knox and those long, adorable curls that Dawson has uh, there in Buffalo. Who are you going to go with? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Dawson Knox, and I just give him a little bit of a of a red zone advantage. I like all three of those tight ends that you mentioned because they're all attached to offenses that score a boatload of points, and it's working out for them for that reason. Dawson Knox is the biggest touchdown scorer of this group. He has four in his last three weeks, and he, you kind of look to the second half of last year, and he – you know, he had five touchdowns um, 
So he didn't score in his first five games, but then he had five touchdowns the rest of the way. So he started to become someone that was, you know, helping out Josh Allen in the red zone. And now we're seeing it uh, kind of blossom even more. So I give him a slight edge over Dalton Schultz, though I think it's, you know, I think you probably are about to make the argument for that. And, and I don't uh, I don't begrudge that argument one bit. I think they're interchangeable to be frank, yeah. but I do give the slight uh, advantage there to Dalton Schultz. Uh, you know, it's tied in three right now at overall scoring. He's seen 22 targets, 20 receptions, 201 yards, and three touchdowns. Got the six red zone targets, so three fewer than Dawson Knox. Uh, but, you know, a top 20 in yak per reception at 6.45, and I understand Gallup's going to come back in into the target share, but, man, he has been wide-ass open off play action. And that's where he's thriving right now because that's uh, the beauty of playing in a system when you have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper to account for. Oh, yeah, and Zeke Elliott. Oh, and Tony Pollard can catch the ball. Uh, You know, Blake Jarwin scoring. Like, the tight end position's been very fruitful for Dallas. And I expect that to continue because, listen, the schedule upcoming. You get the Giants this week. Hell, yes. New England, not so much. Then the bye. Then you come back against a wounded Minnesota team that maybe gets a little bit healthy. But I, I think Schultz will outproduce Knox rest of the season, but I'm not going to fight you over Dawson Knox there in the end. And really, we shouldn't be hating on Max Williams, who will probably continue to defy both of us here in the end. <laughs> and I have him in a 20-team league, so Max, keep it X-rated. That's what that second X stands for. Number three. All right, moving on. Oh, speaking of Max Williams, speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, let's talk about the timeless, the ageless wonder himself, A.J. Green, Brandon. Uh, Apparently uh, doing cannonball splashes in the Fountain of Youth um, somewhere outside of Sedona, Arizona. Maybe it's those (laughs) magic crystals, the vortexes. I don't know. Uh, But maybe some margaritas. And there are a lot of good ones in the Phoenix uh, area. But A.J. Green is wide receiver 29 in overall fantasy output. Uh, 24 targets, 15 catches, 248 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He's got eight red zone looks. He's averaging 16.53 yards per catch, uh, a respectable 11.29 ADOT, and 10.33 yards per target. Uh, is A.J. Green for real, or is this a, just a roulette wheel that's going to be constantly spinning with him and Rondale and DeAndre Hopkins and... Uh, Christian Kirk within this offensive system, and Max Williams too. But are you buying Angie Green? If you are, how much are you willing to throw fab cash at him? Um, not going to go crazy. And I have a feeling because he's a name brand kind of guy, um, you know, it's probably going to go for a little bit more than I'm willing to spend. But, uh, you know, I would push. If I if I had a wide receiver need, I would be in that maybe 6 to $10 range, depending. Not Nothing crazy. Um, and, you know, you notice that his, his production the last two weeks – has been, you know, the best two weeks of, of the season for him. And that's coincided with DeAndre Hopkins being hurt and not being 100% DeAndre Hopkins being full nuclear. Um, but, you know, there is there is any given week, it could be Rondell Moore, it could be Christian Kirk. Uh, there, it's, it's seemingly now a couple guys where it used to just be one guy and it used to just be DeAndre Hopkins and nobody else. But now other people are getting in the party. The problem is it's a little bit of a rotating wheel in terms of who that other guy is. I, I feel good about A.J. Green getting the six targets week in and week out. He's got a couple touchdowns, as you mentioned, in the 100-yard game. But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get fully healthy and ascend to being the the true alpha again. And then everybody else is fighting over the scraps. The nice thing with Arizona is there's plenty of scraps there for other people. 
Uh, no doubt about it. And that uh, high-octane offense, man, they are just bombarding. The air raid is for real. I'm willing to shell out, I don't know, 7 to 10 bucks if I need uh, a wide yeah, receiver. In the same range. In the yeah. same range as me. Yeah, yeah a wide receiver okay. rain, uh, a wide receiver uh, bench ad uh, for, you know, the upcoming bye weeks. You know, a little plug-and-play action there. So, A.J. Green, nah, he ain't cooked yet. Number two. All right, let's talk about one of two running backs here that could be elevated into the spotlight. Let's go to Chicago. Uh, at tape time here on Monday of the podcast, uh, it's still just a hyperextended knee for Dave Montgomery. No timetable for return. Um, we do not know anything official yet from the Bears that there is any ligament damage in that knee. Uh, they basically have ruled out an ACL tear. Uh, unless the MRI determines otherwise. But, you know, some positivity here with him. Uh, if it's a hyperextinity, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything, but probably a couple of weeks uh, more mm-hmm. than likely. So Damian Williams, who suffered a thigh bruise, Brandon, if you are desperate for a running back, and it looks like he's going to be fine. You know, he had eight carries, 55 yards, and a rushing touchdown uh, last week against Detroit. Two receptions for 15. You and I have been apologists for Damian Williams in the past when he was with Kansas City. But knowing the likely brief period of time that mandatory Montgomery is going to be out and your upcoming matchups, Vegas, the Packers, and yikes, the Buccaneers, what are you willing to spend? Yeah, it feels like if you're desperate, it feels like maybe a 15-ish, 15 to 20 range pitch, you know. Um, And we're going to talk about another guy, I think – as our number one pick, it's you know we got two running backs that you're maybe maybe targeting this week. I think it comes down to by by the time that you have to put in your bid, who has the better likelihood of playing the most games given the injuries um, to the incumbent ahead of them. So yeah, I think right now I'm throwing around the 15ish range. That could all change depending on what we find out about David Montgomery, obviously. Yeah, look, if it's anything more than a couple of weeks, uh, that that number has to balloon, right? You're talking probably 25 to 30 in that event. uh, But as it currently stands, one to two games missed for Montgomery, I'm not spending anything more like 10 to 12 bucks. And I guarantee you there's going to be somebody willing to slap the the wall a hell of a lot harder than yours truly and probably you to acquire Damian Williams. And I say, let them blow their cash. Number one. All right, let's go to number one. And we also have kind of a vague timetable for return uh, because it's that always impossible to decipher week to week designation, Brandon, for Joe Mixon, which we saw last year with a foot injury. Uh, He was uh, designated that in week six and poof, he disappeared. Never to be seen again in 2020. Uh, so it is now week to week again. We do know what he is suffering from specifically. It is a low-grade ankle sprain. So that most doctors would call a garden variety ankle sprain, not the high ankle, uh, which is what we all fear. So, you know, with it being a low-grade ankle sprain, um, you know, maybe a couple of weeks uh, at most. So putting on a similar timetable in a similar position with Damian Williams and Dave Montgomery in Chicago, let's view it through the lens in Cincinnati with Samaj P. Ryan and the Avenger himself, Chris Evans, in this backfield. What are you willing to hit the old piggy bank for for P. Ryan if it is just a two-week absence from Mixon? Yeah, I think it's like a 20 because we know the ankle injuries can be, uh, you know, they can be recurrent. Um, they can be hard to go away. They can be nagging. And then, of course, we have the history with Joe Mixon and nagging. And um, 
And so, and I think also kind of along the lines of, you know, with the CMC, if you're a CMC owner, like you're paying up a little bit more for the Chuba Hubbard. And I think if you're a Joe Mixon owner, I think you want to have some Ajay Piran on roster now going forward because of the worry that, oh, it's an ankle injury. Maybe it, maybe it rears its ugly head, even if he, you know, even if he comes back, um, you know, we've seen guys come back too early. Or, you know, they think they're good and then the, the thing's still not at 100 percent and, it, you know, he has a he has a fallback. So I'm going 20 to 25 if I'm a mixing owner. Yeah, I, it's not quite full. Oh, my God. Facebook and Instagram are down panic mode. Uh, wh- where am I going to get my pumpkin spice recipes? Uh, where am I going to look at the scantily clad ladies in my spare time? Right. Uh, it's, it's not that level of panic, although, you know, for Urban Meyer, he's probably panicking right now, (laughs) not not be able to access that. Oh, I'm sorry. I have sinned. Um, but you know, for me, I'm with you 20, 25 bucks, you know, P Ryan was serviceable. As you mentioned last season, uh, 3.13 yards of a contact per attempt, uh, a season ago. So when he was thrusting those opportunities, it kind of made the most of it. He's bulky dude, man, five foot 11, 233 pounds. So he's a bit of a bowling ball. And you look at the matchups upcoming. Green Bay, Detroit, and Baltimore. Oh, you got to love the Lions. Uh, they're coming up in week six. Uh, the Lions coming up 4.7 yards per carry. Packers 3.9 and Baltimore 3.8. And PR can catch, too. Though I think Evans will supplant him at times. Probably a 70-30 split would be my guess uh, in that backfield with Mixon sideline. So, you know, don't break the bank, but 20-25, entirely reasonable for P. Ryan. Uh, before we get out of here, any anybody else that I may have missed or any other thoughts on your mind as we enter week five? Mm, what about the Manhattan Jam Crowder? Uh, I don't know. That was a stretch uh, for a nickname <laughs> there. But... <laughs> well, that would not Man- look good on a T-shirt, Brandon. <laughs> Manhattan Jam Crowder? Okay. Uh, look at Welcome back. Jamison Crowder quickly endeared himself to the rookie, Zach Wilson. Nine targets, seven catches, 61 yards, a touchdown. When he's healthy, he can do that a lot, and it's you know he would look better in a in a more competent environment. But he actually even showed last year plenty of flashes in the worst of worst environments. So Zach Wilson has arm talent. So does Sam Darnold. You know we think that this Jets team as a whole is going to be trending in the right direction now that they're out from under Adam Gase. And I like Jamison Crowder, and who knows? And he's always a guy that as things continue to go south is if he stays healthy, he could be traded into an even better situation, but he's a grease man in the slot. And I can see that going well, working alongside of Corey Davis there with the jets. No, I'm with you. I I'm feeling you uh, wholeheartedly on that front. I kind of like Jamison Crowder quite a bit. Uh, you know, the jets are going to be scoreboard chasing. Guess who you got on the rise immediately Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'm totally down with that. Another player of interest for me is Van Jefferson. Of the Rams, who seems to get more and more involved within this offensive scheme with defenses now scheming toward Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Uh, and you get Seattle on Thursday. Uh, be prepared, yeah. Brandon. It could be a long night for you for uh, the Rammies <laughs> up there in the great Northwest. But we shall find out. Uh, with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please uh, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. And until next time, adios, amigos!